I'm Shannon. And I'm Sierra. And we've been best friends for the past eight years. Has this ever happened to you? Some well-intended individual inquires. How are you? But instead of being your sounding board, they end up just sounding board. Well, we're here to lend an ear as our guests unpack their hopes and fears. So come join us in a space where vulnerability is strength and humor is healing. While we genuinely inquire, how are you feeling? And what's been storming your brain? 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 What has been storming your What's been storming your brain? Brainstorming the podcast. Hi, Shannon. <laughs> Yikes. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Before she's like, all right, come on, natural. Come on, natural. Come on, natural, Just natural. natural. <laughs> I feel like every time I I get nervous and I, I want to be. I want to be professional, but then when it comes for me to open my mouth, yeah, my defense mechanism is to just do a voice, do a goof, do a goof, yeah, or a bit. Yes. Hi. Hey. Um, we've been away. We've been away for a while now. <laughs> I got me feeling like a child now. Where is she, Kobe? Colby? I don't know. Kobe, Colby. <laughs> No uh, yeah, we've been away. I've been a, a training for a new job, so that took precedence yeah. over a little pod. Which I, everybody, if you're at home listening, take a pause and just give Shannon a round of applause. <laughs> for We're my... very proud of you Thanks. because this that's a big deal. Getting a new job that's a lot of stress, but it's very exciting. It's a really great fit, it seems, it and is. you deserve it. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Shannon. But I'm very happy to be back. I've been I've been itching to talk to folks that aren't on Zoom. I know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I did the op, you know, where everyone was like, "We're working from home." Back, you know, beginning of quarantine, mm-hmm. I'm like, "End of quarantine. I'm working from home. Yeah. I'm sick of this." Because you realize, <laughs> wow, I fucking hate people and no, I'm <laughs> but like you realize it's projecting like, on me pro- so hard projecting wow <laughs> but it's it's exhausting especially yeah. after being locked up in your home for so long mm-hmm. to like then go back and have to you know do customer service and and I have bunions and I have <laughs> beautiful thick thighs yeah and those two don't go well together on your feet for 10 hours so it was time for a change yeah and it either could have been them providing you a chair or you getting a new remote job and you chose the latter and I get to keep the rollerblades (laughs) imagine (laughs) that was my big joke in the barbershop that I would just rollerblade about but never got a laugh uh (laughs) (laughs) we have a really someone who always gets a laugh in my book how about Mm -hmm. that for a transition good segue thank you so much Someone who has made me laugh since day one, mm. day one, day one, day one of knowing him. Yeah. Uh, we met, you guessed it at Acta Conservatory back in the day, mm-hmm. PCPA. And it was, you know, what's the opposite of a red flag? Green flag. Green flag. <laughs> it was a green flag because he is the only person besides my mom who can quote 30 rock. Oh, seamlessly. That's a flawlessly. It's you. a huge deal to me. Yeah. Uh, it's very important to be able to text a one-off line yeah. from season three, episode seven, and him just r- right away, yeah. get back to it. Yep. Uh, he's very, very special to me. And mm-hmm. we became very close over our second year, his first year, we were understudying in a lot of the same shows. And then our understudy track carried over into the summer. So we got some really special time right. together during the summer as well. 
and then life fucking happened <laughs> and we you know I went to Utah and now out to New York he moved to Chicago and we really haven't had a chance to reconnect I mean we work stay connected you know mm-hmm textually but we haven't connected creatively in a really long time and he always comes to mind um oh he just comes to mind a lot for yeah. me yeah 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 we've been wanting to have him on for a while so yeah he's been on my our queue mm-hmm. for a while yeah and without further a cue ado <laughs> this is jacob Inman. hi jacob hey. hi how are, how are you two doing great we're great thank you for being on you're welcome. I, I feel bad that I didn't come right in with a 30 Rock quote, but I thought, you know, build to it or there's yeah. nothing left to look forward to. <laughs> I feel the same way. Uh, did, did, you re-wa- did you rewatch it all during the pandemic? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, mm-hmm. I still need to get to Girls 5 ever. It's really it's, fun. It's, I haven't watched it. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun one. I mean, she does good work. We just know that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. I mean, it's true. We really haven't reconnected since PCPA, like in this format and any format, because I feel like you graduated and you moved right to Chicago, right? Fairly well, soon I, after? Yeah. Um, within a year after I went, I went back to Stockton area, um, more in Northern California for a few months, made a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, as happens when you return to your hometown after school, it like really lit the fire under my ass to get out of my hometown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So that then I, I ran out to Chicago. I've been here for about five years and really loving it. Now, was it your city book? <laughs> Chicago was my city book yeah I I sold myself on it at first I I was just like fine Chicago that sounds less scary than New York that was my exact I did the same one yeah yeah and and I ended up believing it and I still stand by it (laughs) I still think that it sounds less scary (laughs) our listeners who don't know what a city book is which uh, should be most of them. Should be most of you. If you so when we were in school, lucky, we had, lucky, blessed people who don't know what it is. <laughs> yes. So it was an assignment at the end of our Audition second class, year. Right? Yeah, yeah, where we had to find a city that we were interested in moving to, for you know, to perform, I suppose, and do research on it. Um, that to was the, it. That like was the <laughs> that was it. You really let into it. Like it was yeah, like, no, but it was like to the we had to know the how much a metro card cost. Like it was mm-hmm. like to the dollar mm-hmm. we had to budget shit out. Right. Yeah. 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 What was yours? Mine was Silver Lake, which is in Los Angeles. Which I actually would. I'm in New York, but I I want to go to LA at some point because I miss California a lot. So I'm like, yeah, I would. I would fucking live there. Yeah. Silver Lake is a cute area too. Yeah. Now, what was your expectation of Chicago versus your reality of Chicago? You know, um, honestly, I didn't come into it with too many crazy expectations. Um, I, I knew that there was so much that I didn't know about it, but I just wanted to try. Um, once I got into my 20s, I, I just became a little bit braver about just like, no, I want to just move there and try it. And like, that's kind of why I went to PCPA. I, I just decided one night I was like, yeah, you know what? 
I got nothing going on. Let's let's go do this two year thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like um, a, a standout for me in my heart, both like creatively and as a person. And yeah. for him, it was a whim. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'd been doing theater since I was a child, um, but I, you know, I'd, I'd gone to LA for like a year and I didn't, it wasn't really for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I came back home and I was like, well, I'm, you know, now I'm just back here working at the same job. And um, a buddy of mine mentioned that he was going to audition for it. And it was something that our acting instructor at the community college that we had met at, he always talked about PCPA um, in this very, in this very, um, you know, revered manner. Um, so it was definitely something that was always, I had heard of, but it almost sounded like too good for me because he never, yeah. you know, I, he, he liked me just fine, but he was never like, hey, you should go to PCPA. So I was just like, he talks about it like it's this be all end all. He doesn't really give me the same attention in class. Uh, I don't really, I'm not really thinking about going there. But then I was like, yeah, you know, it'll audition. Yeah. And uh, then it ended up being, you know, one of the coolest things I've ever done. And then after that, I was just like, okay, well, now I want to go try something else. And um, Chicago was very appealing to me because um, I definitely had been craving the experience of like a little bit more of a cosmopolitan city. But I didn't really like the sprawling nature of Los Angeles. Um, Chicago is a little bit more compact. I think also the fact that it's in the Midwest, where I'm originally from. Um, oh, you're from sort Oklahoma of, City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born there and moved to California around eighth grade, which is a wonderful time to move across the country <laughs> wow. with, a, with a Southern accent. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's lean in. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> How long did the how long did the southern accent stick around? Which oh god, it it was gone like I think by the end of my first semester in eighth grade, like it was it was just whipped out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Like listen, if I go in there tomorrow with that accent, you're dropping me into a piranha tank. We're working on this tonight. (laughs) (laughs) A normal level. <laughs> of, you know, that's like a normal thing to get rid of an accent. Yeah. <laughs> well, but now that I'm back in Chicago, I, I, I can say y'all again. I've reclaimed mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, I, I mean, it's gender neutral, which I love. I would say it when I worked in the coffee shop and people would assume I was from the, yeah, the yeah. Med- yeah or the South. It's perfect. It's a perfect word. It is gender neutral. Um, it, it excludes no one. And it's, it's like, comfy and folksy it's it's, mm. it's like wrapping yourself in a little blanket you know um like my yeah. my image of chicago is like the storefront theater thing mm-hmm. original works were always yeah. like really pushed there and obviously like the comedy scene so were yeah. you like were any of those really pulling at you when you first got there or were you like i'm setting aside a year to actually figure out how to live here or were you, since you've been moving since you were younger, just like, okay, I'm here, let's like launch into a certain. Yeah, you know. I well, I, I knew that there was exciting theater happening here. Um, you know, you hear names like Steppenwolf, um, mm-hmm. just all, all of the large theaters and the small storefront ones. There's, you know, there's the kind of work happening here that is appealing to me. Um, but yeah, it's just a little bit more accessible, in my opinion, than a New York or an LA. It's it's not quite as intimidating, and that that was a big draw. And um, 
you know, I, I love the public transit system. Um, it, I, it's, it's never been so accessible for me to just go out and live the life that I want to kind of live, you know, um, especially in my neighborhood where I'm at now, I can walk 10 minutes down the street and like, oh, look, there's a gay bar and a little mm. gay nightlife. And like, mm. I, you know, that, that used to be something that's like, if you want to do that, it's like, okay, like 45 minutes and then switch buses and, you know, like mm -hmm. you're, um, so it's, it's, not it's really cool in that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, this is still like a, a city of like many different neighborhoods and flavors. And I, I think I think New York has that going on too with the, the boroughs, right? Yeah. Boroughs, not, yeah. Here are their neighborhoods. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, you, you can go to like um, Pilsen and it's this uh, wonderful like Latin American mostly in neighborhood. Um, like there, you can get some of like the best Mexican food that I've ever had. Californians don't believe me, but yeah. there are there are still there are still people in Chicago with access to fresh ingredients and the know-how <laughs> to make really really good Mexican food yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um and you know then you can go up into uh uh you know now it's called a uh, North Alstead until recently it was Boys Town and that's a really uh booming gay area and mm. there's there's just uh different flavors all over the city um but it's still feels like an integrated community for the most part. So we've talked about this a little bit, like with the pandemic, it like re for me, and we've talked about how our opinions differ with this. For me, it reaffirmed the fact that I want to be in New York, like being stuck here made me go, okay, so I made the right choice. I like having a foundation mm -hmm. here. And for Sierra, it was like, okay, I'm good here right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. How did the pandemic define your relationship with Chicago? Well, um, I would say that for me, the pandemic was mostly defined by the time that I spent in quarantine with my uh, partner, Josh. Um, and the home that we've built together is very much here in Chicago. So it's it's definitely made me feel more at home in the city in that sense. I think I think we both really love it here. Um, but I think we're both open to trying other things, you know? Yeah. I know that he's he's interested in New York and he's also interested in checking out the West Coast. And I, I think it might be cool to go back to the West Coast one day and be a little bit closer to my family. But um, I, I love it here, you know? I've, I've never eaten better in my life. It's never been easier for me to get around and go do just whatever I want to do that day. You know, it doesn't have to be um, something that you plan for days and weeks in advance. You can just go out and go do something that you want to do. Um, yeah. And sometimes that's been theater, but a lot of the times it hasn't. And it's, it's been cool to like get back in touch with that side of myself. Um, even though I guilt myself a little bit for, you know, um, losing focus of that, that really one track mind that you're on, um, the, the dream. Um, sure. yeah. But we talk about that a lot, like this, yeah. this like expectation, especially in the performing arts business that is sort of like hoisted upon us from like starting at like acting school and whatever, that mm -hmm. if you're not focusing 100% of everything you have into this one thing, into this whatever performing, then are you really a performer? And we've talked a lot about it, about how that is just 
damaging. Damaging <laughs> yeah. and just yeah. not accurate. In fact, the thing that I've found, especially during quarantine, and I'm sure it's happened with a lot of people, is that actually when I explore these other things and these other parts of myself, uh, I feel like it gives me more fuel to become a better performer when I'm not absolutely like focusing for do you yeah do you find that true absolutely and it's it it, it replenishes um like not only my capacity but my desire mm-hmm. um and and I had to realize it, it took me a while and you know there's a ton of guilt that comes from just realizing after you've been training to do this for so long that like I don't want to go to any auditions right now. I don't, yeah. I don't really want to do it. Um, yeah. But I also had to realize that by the time I graduated from PCPA, um, you know, I was in my early thirties and I was still a young man, but I, I had been doing theater and many performances, many rehearsals. It had been my whole life for, you know, over 15 years at that point, like through, throughout like college and all these different, you know, I, I wasn't on Broadway, I wasn't doing it professionally, but I was giving all of myself to it for over a decade and more. Wow. Um, and I, I was just exhausted, I think, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you reach a point where you're like, okay, well, I, I don't wanna do plays like that anymore, whatever like that means to you. There's mm-hmm. like, we all have plays like that that we don't wanna do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and you're like, well, but I, I know that I can't be choosy because I'm going to have to do plays like that. You know, none of us get to just pick at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, well, maybe I should just take a step back and um, wait until I see something that I really want and, you know, go for it like a bulldog. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And I've had a few chances to do that with smaller things. And, and it's been more satisfying than, than some of the, you know, arguably larger main stage opportunities that I've had, you know, where, mm-hmm. where you wake up and, you know, y- you need to get ready to be there and there's just anywhere else that you'd rather be, you know, and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be the thing you want to do, but it's like, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know if I have two shows in me today of, of ensemble in golden era musical number 57. <laughs> <laughs> And for someone that is there, everything. So yeah. it's like, so <laughs> interesting. So when did you start to like take that energy towards making your own art? I think that, um, well, as soon as I got to Chicago, I didn't come here alone. There was a little bit of a mass migration with about, just about a third of my classmates from PCPA. Yeah. yeah. And um, a few of us got together. Um, we labeled ourselves the third year since, you know, <laughs> the PCPA, I'm sure your listeners know, a two-year program. And since we didn't stop working together, it was the third year. Um, yeah, and I, really, we did... I, I always really liked that name. It's I really, really <laughs> thought that was a clever choice. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, and... Uh, you know, I, I think some of us, we got out here and realized we didn't want to go audition and others of us um, realized that, you know, the auditions weren't just panning out as quickly as we had hoped. So we just kind of like, we're, well, do you want to make our own show? And so we did that a few times. Um, we did some cool little, not exactly storefront, more like a living room and backyard, but um, yeah. <laughs> we did we did some, some neat live productions. Uh, we made a, a short film, which was probably, that was definitely our largest creative undertaking. And it, it took years um, of like working and all of us, you know, 
becoming distracted and exhausted mm. by all the other demands of life and we have to leave it for a while and then it comes back to life and mm. um but that that was a really cool experience and it was really um educational but inspirational in the way that none of us had any training in filmmaking we didn't know what we were doing yeah. we did everything wrong we didn't we didn't storyboard anything we didn't really know what we were doing um and it came out in a way that I think we're all very proud of, you know, mm. and it, and it looks like a, a movie that was made by people that were not trained, you know, mm -hmm. but it also is still something that um, we just put so much of ourselves into. And it, that is the kind of thing that just reminds you like, okay, I can be excited by this. And um, I, I can continue to grow. I can continue to, feel a real motivation and a driving force to do this. Mm. Either during the process of that project or afterwards, what did you start to discover that you loved about how your brain works creatively and what you find challenging about how your brain works creatively? Well, I think what's challenging um, is that I'm just a little bit more set in my ways now um I'm a little bit more stubborn I'm not quite as open to just saying yes to everything like we were talking about you know like I I don't want to um run out to like every audition that I see but I do really really love it when I feel like there's something that's really vibrant and alive happening um like something that either hasn't been done before or just hasn't been done before this way. Um, and third year, um, all of our projects were definitely that. Um, you know, it was, we, we never did any adaptations. We never um, did any classics. Everything that we did was completely original. Even just um, the, the Twitch stream that I, I was lucky enough to attend that you guys did during the pandemic. It's like, I've never seen anything like this yeah. before. How fucking special is that? Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. 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 And, and, and you know, I, I, I'm a fan of the, the classics as much as anybody. And I'd, I'd love to do them um, if, if anyone would have me, uh, <laughs> you know, um, but I, but we just, you, you don't want to feel like you're, doing a retread of things that you've seen before, you know, and not just seen before, but seen before multiple times and, you know, in different productions in different states, like this is, mm -hmm. this is, this same thing is happening all the time and people can do beautiful, wonderful work in it. But after a certain point, to me, it, it just feels like different wallpaper being put up in the same house being taken around. Like I, I want, I want new houses. I, I want new places to explore you know um yeah. and even if it's even if it's taking a classic story and just turning it inside out turning it on its head looking at it from another perspective um that's I just want more of that you know yeah. and that's yeah. that's 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 what really like lights the fire for me um my favorite moments as an actor most of them weren't on stage uh for an audience it's so often just in the rehearsal room you know and, some crappy little room with fluorescent lights and no windows and Susan Apple is sitting there screaming at you 
Susan. <laughs> it's it's like having a football coach on the sideline, you know, like if she's getting you all hyped up and you're like, yeah, and you and your scene partner are shoving each other and you're slobbering. Uh, yeah. but you're like, what the hell just happened? Did I pee? <laughs> And everyone's I, like, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it was the best stream of urine I've seen in a long time. Yeah. It was so authentic. I had the privilege of house sitting for her. I think that noise is off summer. And it was prefaced with like, my dog's on death's door. So oh, no. if it dies on oh. your watch. And I was like, okay, this is doing, it was a lot of pressure. I was like, okay, sheesh. Um, it, the dog was fine, but it, she had like, um, a guest room with like French doors or whatever. And the dog kept trying to get in to be like, please. Oh, like when I was sleeping, when I was sleeping, oh. I just thought like, is this good sign or a bad sign? Is he was trying dying? to get in here so bad. Yeah. yeah. It ended up being okay. But what a house I'll say that oh. much really matched oh, I her, bet. her whole aesthetic. Yeah. 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 She's so, a fabulous creature. <laughs> that is the perfect wording for her. Fabulous um, creature. So even though you find like your stubbornness or your, your not even choosiness, but that's the word I'm saying. Um, yeah, with, that's, it. Um, that's it. It's out there. <laughs> um, even you find that challenging. I think that's something that I love that you have like a standard for yourself and that you're not going to just do yeah. any old thing. I mean, it's, it's a little challenging sometimes in the way that, you know, I fear what if I just stop working because nothing's good enough for me or whatever. Like, what if I don't do as much as I could have, but, you know, I also, like, I look back and like I was saying, it's, it's not like I never did anything or didn't live, live my dream. You know, I've, Mm. I've been blessed with like, so many opportunities um I've, I've performed for you know comfortably thousands of people um at this point um so just so many productions through the years um and really really fun ones you know really great chances to um connect with the audience to make friends um with my partners on stage and backstage if, if like, if, you know, if most of it happened earlier in my life and it doesn't end up becoming the thing that I make my fortune with, like, I think that's still okay. I think I still did a lot. Um, and your priorities start to shift. You know, you've met your partner and you're creating mm-hmm. a home. You have just got a puppy. Like those are all yeah. the, the priorities start to shift a little bit and it's, that's healthy. Yeah. And I, and, and I realized that I did want those things, you know, um, I were taught, um, in order to be working actors, you have to have kind of an ascetic lifestyle and you can't have things or people you, you, you can't have roots. You have to be ready to go, you know, at, 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 like you have to be able to sneak off in the night, you know, um, with <laughs> all of your shit in one bag. Um, yeah. and, and that, isn't really a great fit for me, which is one reason that I was drawn to a city that seemed to have such a um, just sort of a kaleidoscope of options and possibilities. Was I didn't think that was ever really going to be for me. I'm I'm a I'm a person that wants a sense of home and family and structure, mm-hmm. um, and you know it it doesn't always jibe with. Uh, what is required of us to to get our name out there in the way that we need to build up the reputation to get 
that really big meaty opportunity, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that, that's something that I had to grapple with for a while, but I'm also happy with the choices that I've made. Mm-hmm. See, but here's the thing. I think, I think <laughs> that that's, I Bye. just, I, 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 me, me, me. Um, pod, pod, podcast. Pod, pod, pod. Yeah. No, but I really don't, I think that's another fallacy. I think that's another thing that is so hammered into us, which is that you have to choose one or the other. You have to choose yeah. a life of, um, you know, like creative success. Yeah, I guess. or, or family or net. I don't, I, I challenge that and I will be challenging that forever because I am, I, 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 me, 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 but I know you also can relate to this. We are, are nesters. That's Mm -hmm. we, we need to put in roots and, uh, that doesn't make our wanting to also be creative any less valid or any less impossible. I think you can have both. I think you can have a family and you can, I think you can choo choo motherfucker. (laughs) That's a new um, oh, no. catchphrase I, we're trying out for the pod. Choo-choo, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, would, I would buy the t-shirt, but I, I also, I agree. And I, I think that we absolutely need so many more people exactly like you in the field, Sierra, that refuse to settle me, for me, just me. one or the other. Yeah, like you, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> that refuse to settle for one or the other, you know? Um, and, oh, sorry, there's a siren. We'll have to cut all this. No, we all we we all live in metropolitan areas. This is all unusable. (laughs) Yeah, I think as far back as us saying, "Are we certain so we're starting?" Yeah, (laughs) scrap it all. Fix Um, it in post. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, but I agree, and I think I think too that like our generation. are starting to realize these things that like, mm-hmm. fuck that. I want a family and I also want to succeed in, in this business and I can, and we can. Yeah. So I have a, I have a new question. Ooh, I haven't asked it to anybody. Ooh-hoo. Thought about oh. it on the way up here, thinking on the sweaty train. This Hot was the first, the <laughs> this was the first subway where I was sitting next to somebody. Okay. Yeah. This was the first oh, subway shit. ride. They're back. back. It's back. It's back. It's back. Um, now, how do you find, what are your daily creative joys? What are those little creative joys that you find, <laughs> whether that was through the pandemic or as of recent that don't yeah. have to be, it doesn't have to be. I just did a six week run of whatever. Music like, man. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Got him. Sorry. I, I, I heard six week run of music man and I just had like a, a Joker level snap. <laughs> okay. Um, and that stands for pool. And that stands for pool. You know, that's <laughs> poopy. <laughs> poopy. 
Kill me right now. <laughs> Remember when Cameron did Shapoopy as his sing tech song yes. and he would yes. come home and he like broke it down. But I just don't think the second verse, it's not working. It's just not working. Oh, no, but what do you, what, what do you want when you say Shapoopy for the seventh time though? What are What's you trying to get her to do? <laughs> like, what, what if your tactic is to stroke? Like, <laughs> Shapoopy. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Um, so, so right now I'm my biggest creative joy is gonna sound cheesy but um it's it's training my puppy to to be a little a, a good little dog and not just a wild little beast you know um mm -hmm. I get to work with her every day she's learning to um sit and lay down and roll over and to be gentle so it's it's really gratifying even though she's not perfect yet to to just see like this tangible proof that the work we're doing together is is leading into her adjustment so mm -hmm. that's been a cool thing recently um I'm also I'm the kind of person um I've learned that has maybe uh well I don't want to say more so than others but I, I just I have a very active kind of inner imagination mm -hmm. inner life going on throughout the day um mm -hmm. so i i um in the last year i've been getting really really into stories of um, women in history um particularly in uh, male and patriarchal really really uh, dominated eras so like the women of the julio claudian dynasty from ancient rome like they were like the first emperors of Rome when Rome stopped being like a republic run by kind of democracy and they slid into dictatorship. Hmm. It was all about the men, but really the entire line of succession was all through the women. And if you like look back, there were all these really fascinating women who put up this image of like, no, I just I work the loom and make my husband's clothes, but really I'm picking who the next emperor is and making sure that my son is the next emperor um and i that's stuff like that i think is just super fun um and uh i've been reading a lot about that i've been reading a lot about cleopatra um different sides of history mm. um and i just i think that I just completely derailed my train of thought. Yeah, choo-choo, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, choo -choo, yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, has it, history always been, has that always been something you've enjoyed or is it like a newfound? It's, it's, it's always been something that I've been interested in, but I always found that the version of it that was available in, you know, just standard public education, I would get like a little bit of a taste of something that I liked, then the rest of it would be dry or I, I wouldn't really get the personalities, but like now I, if I, if I have like a Cleopatra or like a Olivia Drusilla or like an Agrippina the Younger or, you know, like somebody that I can look at and like try to dissect like, okay, like this person and their reputation, um, how much of it is, you know, based on just myth, how much of this is, what do we actually know about their lives? I think that's all super fascinating. And I, it is an inspirational um, as a storyteller to me. I, I don't know in what way or if there's any tangible way yet, but it's it's been a lot of like fun to like sort of kind of get my cogs turning in that way of like kind of looking at these moments in history and 
recontextualizing them with what we know today. Um, most of these women were completely like vilified in the text of their time. Um, just like she devils and poisoners and whores. And, and really that was just the way that they spoke about any woman that tried to exercise any sort of power. Again, I'll say choo-choo motherfucker. Choo -choo yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's, they're, they're just fascinating characters. I know. I'm um, like, where do you want to go with that? Create creatively. Um, these stories are inspirational to me because human beings have always had the same wants, but there are just different structures and expectations laid on top of us. Mm. Um, and that's the real foundation of like how and why stories are told. Mm. Um, and the way that the perceptions of the time are colored by the perceptions of today, there's like a cool, um, just a chemical reaction happening there. Um, yeah. And I'm interested in those kind of classical stories. Um, I've been also getting more into like kind of old fairy tales, just really kind of like old shit, like these um, empresses and old fairy tales, folk tales. Um, there's cool lessons, even if they're archaic or based on old systems of belief, there's, there's this sort of continuity of, of how the world works today. Um, even if it's radically different from how it was then, like there's always like, okay, this is why it's still this way today because this happened then. Um, so to the writer in me, hmm. those sorts of stories are very appealing because they get you to, to look at life from these different perspectives. Um, you can edit out like the first eight minutes of what I said. <laughs> no, I want. <laughs> no, that made perfect sense. There's also a weird comfort in it with the chaos of our current world and going and tapping back into those old stories and, mm -hmm. and like living in that chaos is a little bit more. Yeah, comfort. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, they would see, you know, a lunar eclipse and it would just so happen to be, you know, within a few days of somebody dying and you know the stars were like a warning and like the world was literally older and full of more mystery mm -hmm. thousands of years ago somehow you know mm -hmm. like there we don't have that same level of history anymore like um so I, I guess in a way like retreating back into that more magical world um it's exciting to my mind in that way absolutely everything was more forbidden and full of possibility at the same time mm, yeah especially when, when we live in a world where everyone's like well i know well i know well, we have <laughs> like, the world yeah, that are, yeah at they our didn't fucking know. Yeah. we can we can google anything and be like well yeah scientifically <laughs> yeah. Speaking, you know oh yep no i i just checked on that you're wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> right like no i just i just googled it <laughs> <laughs> fucking annoying is what it is yeah. um so that's yeah that's really freeing to be in a world where it was m so much more mystery and people leaning into the unknown and being okay with being in the unknown versus i don't know that yeah, feels like a definition for my 20s though being okay being in the unknown yeah but yeah it's it's, it's not so different from now but <laughs> yeah so now kind of veering off of this what is a piece of advice that you would give to your younger creative self whether that's pre-PCPA, whether that's even pre-Chicago or even back like in Stockton in, in your earlier days? Um, I would say to not try to fit the mold. Um, I would say that 
you know what you want to do and lean into that um, audition for the part that you want. Um, don't audition for the part that you don't want. Um, write when you can. You won't always be able to as much as you want. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would yeah. say listen to listen to what you want and go for it. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Do you feel, do you feel good about that answer? <laughs> I think I no, I think so. Um, I, you know, I, I I I don't have a ton of regrets in that way. The only thing um, lately one of my favorite things that I've been doing during the quarantine art artistically is just getting together with some friends via Zoom and doing play readings. But we do it very, very just fantasy casting style where what's a role that you love but you know you'll never be considered for and that's what you're going to read this week. So I've, I've gotten to do The Nurse and Romeo and Juliet. Um, oh all kinds of characters and a lot of a lot of women's roles and a lot of you know basically like drag performances for me that have been so liberating and reminded mm -hmm. me like oh wow you really like to act um mm -hmm. when when you're not trying to fit a certain mold and you know um yeah i i'm, I'm a six foot two um uh cis male who presents as my gender and I'm, you know, often cast in a very specific mold that can feel a little bit constrictive um, and isn't always very fun. And I won't say that it's not challenging, but sometimes it's challenging in a way that feels more constricting than liberating, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like I'm trying to, like I'm trying to cover things up more than access things. Oh. Um, Especially, you know, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gay, and I have to worry about like, okay, well, if I'm straight, uh, you know, watch your wrists, watch your voice. Huh. Let's drop, Ooh. let's, let's drop the tone a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, just all these little things to, you know, help the audience with their suspension of disbelief, um, which I, you know, I'm certainly happy to do when. You know, uh, when I, I feel that the part is really right for me and that I enjoy to play it. But there have been other instances where I'm like, this is a great part and I'm just not right for it. I, mm -hmm. I just feel it in my bones. This part is not for me, but I've been asked to do it. Mm -hmm. So I have to. And it, it just doesn't really feel good or right. It feels like I'm going on stage trying to do an impersonation of a movie in my head, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's so much more liberating if I can just, you know, flounce myself around if I want to, you know? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it, uh, so that that's what I would like my younger self to be okay with. Um, you, you don't have to try to be like the leading man mm. archetype. Um, yeah. If you really want to audition for the older matron in this play, you know, and wear a wig and some old age makeup and a feathery robe, then put that down but um yeah, yeah i i yeah i would just say like don't don't be afraid to to go out for some more daring roles don't be afraid to um listen to that part of yourself that wants to explore those things because you'll have a lot of fun and you will continue to uh grow in and enjoy the things that you already enjoy uh rather than sort of allowing them to wither a little bit 
Mm. And it's so much more magnetizing for the audience. They don't even like, oh my God, of course. <laughs> don't want to see this. I can think they don't want to see an actor who is uncomfortable in the role just yeah. because it makes them comfortable. Right. Like that yeah. doesn't make sense. Wow. Thank you Thank for sharing you. all of that. Of course. How do you feel about a little break break? I feel good about a little break break. Choo-choo motherfuckers. Choo-choo motherfucker. <laughs> We're going to go fuel up our train for part two. (laughs) Now a word from our sponsor. (laughs) Is this brought to them by Skillshare? (laughs) Welcome back. Sierra and I spent the break deciding that we can't sit on this couch any longer for recording. We have to grow up. Some chairs. Some chairs. We'll figure it out. She she was like, uh, when I brought it up, like, yeah, you're right. We need it. But now we're talking about this now. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, um, how was your break? My break was uh fabulous. I'm I'm gonna be um keeping an eye on my neighbor's apartment, which was a new development from over the break. Um okay. <laughs> she's she's a she's a wonderful lady who's going to Provincetown for the summer with her partner. I'm, yeah, I'm so jealous. I that's I really, really want to spend a summer in Provincetown yeah. in my life. <laughs> Lucia Towers, who was our very first guest on the podcast, <laughs> and is. who you know from even before PCPA. Yeah, right. right. Oh. Yeah, I, I I still think of her as like a 15-year-old baby. Yes, like a too. like a like a like a swaddled like freshly weaned off the teat like pull up pants learning yeah. shapes and colors ass yeah. baby yeah, <laughs> yeah same <laughs> she and her well first of all she and her um her girlfriend are writing a uh, animated musical animated musical uh, TV series uh, um called the gayborhood based uh, in provincetown uh-huh. And they're there, I think, right now as we speak, visiting. Um, and it's gonna be, it's just gonna be a fucking cool yeah. thing. Tim's been helping their music arrangements. That's right. It's just sick. hearing that pitch was like slipping into a warm bath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's also like slipping into a warm bath playing this next game <laughs> well she added that transition was like slipping into a warm bath <laughs> choo-choo motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think that could also be a good merch slogan you know it's like slipping into a warm bath brainstorming the pod and then on the back it says choo-choo, choo-choo motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> And then we start bringing back conductor hats to kind of complete the whole look. Let's, I'm down. Okay. Let's bring them back. Like, just couldn't back like they were Let's ever get a thing. Them back. Let's get them back. Into- Remember when we were all wearing conductor hats? <laughs> we wouldn't shut up about conductor hats. They were such a thing. Like, all like even working- before trucker hats. <laughs> Way before working the on our city hats. books. <laughs> wearing our conductor hats. Uh, choo-choo. 
Well, choo choo. I like that kind of a choo choo. Slipping into a warm bath. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, this game is a little game with a with a big result. Big results. (laughs) One hundred percent satisfaction guarantee it's called mash Mashmaker. did you ever play mash at it's like <laughs> this is episode number it 14. sounds familiar <laughs> did you ever play you can, mash I give yeah. no like no explanation of what the fuck this is it sounds kind of familiar. Mash, like the okay. letters all stand for something else, right? Good. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> it stands for Mansion Apartment Shack House because this game predicts your future. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, how it goes is we give four categories uh, partner, children, career, and transportation and you're going to give us four different options within these categories i guess it's five categories because mash is our first one but you don't have to give us any options Uh. for this (laughs) (laughs) so this is when i sit back (laughs) back and let me just flounder just slip (laughs) (laughs) slip slowly into that warm bath um okay (laughs) so here's how it goes we're gonna start off this game by me 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 (laughs) i i i i'm gonna draw a spiral and you're just gonna tell me when to stop okay and okay we'll start now okay and stop great so now we'll go through our categories you're gonna give me these options the first category is partner and you get to give me four options of who your ideal partner could be and now this could be a celebrity this could be someone you know this could be someone you're currently with fictional character someone you're currently with the options are limitless i like to expand it to not only romantic partners but business business partners partners, whatever (laughs) okay (laughs) no one's taking me up on that well i feel like i should include my current partner josh Josh? (laughs) give him a one in four shot (laughs) um Let's get Robert Pattinson right on the oh, board. Oh, <laughs> I love. Now, What's he up to these days? Yeah. He's he's the Batman. He's What? Yeah. Batman's going to sparkle in the Stop. sun. Yeah, I was going to say when did this <laughs> when did this start? Was this pre-Twilight? Well, uh, honestly, okay, so if if we're going to go back to the real genesis yes. of Robert Pattinson and Jacob Edman, <laughs> Um, of R. Jake. <laughs> Write it down. R. Jake. R. Jake. <laughs> um, it, it started when I got my copy of um, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And there is a very, very queer reading for Harry and Cedric's relationship in that book. And reading it as a little tween, it was a big awakening moment for me. And so when the movie came out, I was looking for it. And of course, you know, um, I, I can say this because we're around the same age. I was a teenager and he was a teenager and he is a good looking yeah. guy, you know? 
So when he stands out in a part that to you is already a little bit, you know, special, even though it's a smaller role, um, like he was on my radar. Yeah. Of course, it was not it was not socially acceptable to enjoy the Twilight movies, um, but you know you can still look at him <laughs> and and he started a real career renaissance now, um, where he's he's just in he's got a real knack for just picking interesting projects and working really hard at them. So he's he's interesting, good to look at, um, and yeah, uh, he's Cedric Diggory. <laughs> he tells Harry to go take a bath in his bathtub, and it's like it's the gayest thing in Harry Potter. Slip but... <laughs> into that warm bath. It is slip into that warm Whoa. bath. Can't stop coming wow. up. <laughs> um, I have a confession, which is that I loved Twilight so much from but the it's, novels the novels okay it started with that and i would read them finish the very last sentence of the last page and immediately start over again which was big for people who weren't big readers like that was a big thing yeah like, you know I'm, I'm not saying that <laughs> wow that was kind of a read <laughs> I, mean, you're not like, wrong. I feel like because you, you shared this with me before i think that's why I'm well yeah because i tend to get distracted and it's hard for me to it's often hard for me to finish a book um and yes so it was big for me to <laughs> stabbing you with my pen as i speak as i gesticulate um it was big for me to to then immediately like read it again or to like the book would come the next book would come out i would go pick it up and immediately like just get sucked in but also then the movies came out and I would listen to the soundtrack on repeat on my iPod in school and I would just walk around and like it was the soundtrack to my life for a while and I had a poster of Robert Pattinson and I was definitely team Edward and I had a team Edward shirt mm -hmm. did you know this about me this I don't big. know if you did no, this but it's all big. because of the books it sounds like Team Jacob people were just kidding themselves. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> like if if I if ever I've seen a filler queen. One hundred percent. Like <laughs> no one compares. No. Well, and like the story starts when Edward enters it. Mm. Like Jacob's just like a, a thing that happens mm -hmm. like twenty five percent of the way yeah. in. And know? so. <laughs> Look, spoiler spoiler alert if you've never read the books or saw the movies, but when New Moon... What are you yeah, doing? First go of all, now. stop what you're doing and go watch it before you listen to one more word. Second of all, it, when I read New Moon, which is the second book, when, again, spoiler alert, I've given you enough warnings, uh, Edward leaves, and it's, it's all about Jacob in that book. And oh, I hated it. Oh, I hated it. Hated it. More and like new moon, it. more like boo moon. You did not. It wasn't. <laughs> you didn't. said it, and nothing more can be said about it. <laughs> so moving on to your third option, <laughs> Lakeith Stanfield. Ooh, I don't think I know who Lakeith Stanfield is. Okay, so know. he he <gasps> uh, yes, I do. Darius in Atlanta. Yeah, I mm -hmm. love him. Um, I think most audiences would probably recognize him as yeah. Get Out from yeah. Get Out, um, as the guy who was abducted as and then Get Out. Uh, <laughs> from get yeah, he he played he was the title role in Get Out. Yeah. We just rewatched it. He he did 
he did say the line. He had yeah. the line. He's the one that says, get out. True. So he, he was get out. And get out. <laughs> I stand by my remarks. We, yeah. we just rewatched him as get out and get out. And then we just rewatched us as well. We did a little double speech. It was oh, great. Stress. Oh, oh yeah. Jordan Peele is just really good. Good fantastic. choices. Yeah, really good choices. Um, number four. Um, number four. Mm, this is really yeah. tricky. <laughs> you know what okay we're gonna go back in time and we're gonna do something for high school age uh-huh. jacob um this is this is gonna be a deep cut this is the lead singer of the band incubus brandon boyd who was just the dreamiest to oh, me wow. as, as like a <laughs> oh, wow. his website is brandonboyd.me me 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 <laughs> <laughs> is he an artist now am i looking at the yeah 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 he, <gasps> he's, he's beautiful he does all kinds Come on, of long hair and tats mm-hmm. yeah. yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> his, his art is really really beautiful all right we might send you one um, oh yeah with our brainstorming money nine hundred dollars ah that's sold out i'm sorry uh, <laughs> oh here's a 46 dollar um jigsaw puzzle are you in the mood are you a jigsaw? <laughs> That's really lovely. <laughs> All right. We're moving on to the next category, which is children. So now traditionally how this is played is number of children children you would like. Uh, we on Brainstorming the Podcast are open to adult adoption. We are <laughs> open to just children's names. Mm-hmm. Like some of us, like I know me as a little cancer queen baby, I have a list of baby names for the children that I have not conceived. yet had yeah. mm-hmm. or conceived. Yeah. yeah. So uh whatever you want to do, if there are if there's a child out there, like we've had ch- child actors, and they're like, I want that kid to be my kid. Whatever you I want. I want um uh Drew Barrymore from ET would be a great <gasps> kid. Oh baby Drew. <laughs> She was so cute. No. She was so yeah, cute. I think Gertie was her name. Gert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, definitely like little girls. Um, like I, I would prefer daughters over sons. I don't know yeah. why. Hmm. I just like I just like girls better. Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So uh, yeah, I would take like one to, I guess three of them. <laughs> one, one, two, three. Would you do girls? triplets? Mm. Oh, you know what? I would prefer them spaced out okay. by like by like four years each. Okay. I think give give each of them some time in the sun. Yes, definitely like classical names. Um, you know, like 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 names from like you know, like like European royalty and okay. things. You know, or okay. like yeah, okay. like old names like I Beatrice was, and oh. oh. Yeah, Is- Isabel has always yeah. been on. Oh, I like Bernice. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so now, okay, so we have baby Drewby, which is Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. We have, and then what I put on the second one is one to three girls spaced out by four years. Now, yeah. So for the last two, I mean, it can be anything. Do you want to <laughs> okay. put down these fun, like, old timey yeah. names? Or do you want something yeah. different? Yeah. You, okay. So you know what? It would be pretty cool if I. This this is just more on my part too. But I guess if I had three girls. Yeah. I would name them if they were like three triplet girls. Yeah. 
there there were like three acceptable names for uh, royal daughters in the House of Ptolemy, which is where Cleopatra came from. Ooh. Like there, there were only three names that they oh. gave girls, um, and it was Arsinoe, Berenice, and Cleopatra. Oh my god! So, so she was actually like Cleopatra the sixth or the seventh, because um, they just kept reusing those same three names. So I would do that. I would have three girls and just give them the, the three Egyptian royalty names. What was the purpose that. of keeping those names to a? <laughs> I, just tra- just tradition I think yeah it was the way that they named children was just like it, it made sense but it was, wasn't terribly creative and there was a lot of repetition like mm-hmm. in in Rome the daughter's name was always just like a female diminutive of the the dad's name like yeah. Mark huh. Mark An- Mark Antony's daughter was Antonia and like a daughter of Octavian would be Octavia or like oh. for Livius, his daughter was Livia. <laughs> you know, okay. it's just, okay. that, that's just how you did it. So yeah. I guess if, if I was being really strict, she'd have to be like Jacoba. But <laughs> <laughs> that was the the joke in my family. If my brother had been a girl, my mm. dad's name is Gar. And so the running joke was always that he his name would have been Gariana. That was like the show. Imagine <laughs> little Garlene. Garlene. Garlene so Peters. Jesus wow. Christ. What a name. <laughs> uh, they settled on Shannon. I think that's a little bit more rounded out. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's beautiful. Okay, so do you have do you have two two more yeah. options? Okay, so I would like a quirky little Jerry Maguire boy. Oh yes, <laughs> a little boy with really thick glasses, um, but just one. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And and he, he like he's the, those little boys don't really act like little boys, you know. They don't make messes. No. They just no. kind of sit quietly and they're concerned with your feelings. <laughs> with, um, the I... son in uh, Sleepless in Seattle. He's oh just, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. What was his little boy. name? What was his little name? He was also in the hit Jonathan. Disney. Oh, Jonathan yeah. Lipnicki. Lipnicki. He was in the oh. hit Disney Channel original movie, uh, The Little Vampire, uh-huh. which I watched every Halloween and still do. I was gonna say, uh, do you work for their advertising team? <laughs> but- the hit Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> I should. If you're looking to hire, please. His head was reach like out. not proportionate to his little small No, body. it was big. That's what I'm excited makes them for you. Cute. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited for you. <laughs> so fucking cute. Okay, you have one more option for this category. Okay, um, a pack of dogs ranging from very large to very teacup small. And like ten of them, so like a variety pack of dogs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Where people think you're fostering, but you're not. No, that this is just this is the kids. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Honestly, with him next to you, I'm gonna take a photo with you in these glasses and Jonathan (laughs) Lipnicki. Oh, you have to father son baby. (laughs) That's going on the Instagram post, babe. Yeah, it's not. It's not blurry. It's not blurry. Same right. hair gel. No, I'm getting Same hair gel. <laughs> I'm not wearing gel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, next category is career. Okay. Um, homemaker. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
Um, I'm going to say drag manager because mm. huh. I would like that it's it's like a possibility and sort of a goal for my partner Josh and I right now he's a drag artist and what we really want to happen is for his career to take off enough that I can just leech onto it yeah <laughs> I, I like you say that's what we want to happen yeah <laughs> he wants he knows, the leeching he knows yeah. that I'm more organized he needs mm. me yeah 100 <laughs> percent. would you change can, would you change your name in any way to be the manager um I guess Mr. Manager thank you <laughs> of course <laughs> only answer yeah that's acceptable all right two more options for this category uh actor <laughs> uh, and um writer mm. mm-hmm. i see all of those actually could happen for you homemaker drag nature actor writer I've, I've done a little bit of all <laughs> you really have honestly <laughs> all right final category is transportation train <laughs> choo-choo motherfucker choo-choo motherfucker <laughs> um bus airplane mm-hmm. or um chauffeured car i i don't drive and this is why a big city is necessary for me mm-hmm. so. yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> chauffeured car all right making my prediction that was always what i i had a temp job but my first job in the city was like a temp job for like a pr firm i was there like receptionist and the ceo she was in the office um you know a ceo should be and she had a show she had a driver and they would be like oh your driver's here but he had been with her for like years and years and years that's the real you want to have someone you've had for years and years and years Mm -hmm. a friend Mm -hmm. a friend a friend you pay Um, (laughs) an indentured friend (laughs) that's where i was getting to What is the public transit in Chicago? Is it? Oh, it's fabulous. We have a great, um, a great rail system um, known as the CTA or the L. Okay. Oh, um, the L train. Okay. okay. Yeah. Train? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a subway for portions, but above ground rail for most of it. Oh, that's so and nice. the lines are color coded. Um, so there's red, blue, pink, yellow, green, orange, purple, brown. Mm-hmm. Um and you know there are lines that you know up or up north and south, <laughs> east and west. Um, and there's then there's smaller little lines that just feed into specific neighborhoods and sort of get you to the central hub where you can shoot out in any direction you want. So it's great. Um, there's really good bus system as well. There's also a um, a large uh, a metro um, train which is more for big commutes uh, to and from suburbs okay. in and out of the city. Thank you so much. So, lots of options. <laughs> for answering those pressing <laughs> questions. No, I, I was curious. I genuinely was. But enough about that. <laughs> Looks like those results are in. <laughs> the results are infected. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I'm so ready. You're going to be living in a mansion <sighs> with your partner, Incubus lead singer and oh my god long-haired tatted artist Brandon Boyd oh my god mm-hmm. you're going to have baby Drewby 
Baby Drew Barrymore <laughs> in ET. <laughs> we'll be Play with baby daddy's girl. jigsaw. Jigsaw puzzle. Jigsaw puzzle. Um, <laughs> so now my question is, is it Drew Barrymore present day dressed up like her from ET? Is it a child that looks like her? Just time travel, and we've just we we we've just taken her right out of the, that time period and put <laughs> right. her into into my home with Brandon. Perfect. Um. <laughs> oh my god, into your mansion. Well, you're gonna be a homemaker. Thank God. Yes. Thank, Thank fucking God. God. <laughs> the dream. A lot of home to make. That's a big home. Because mm-hmm. I'm tired today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your rest, Mama. Your rest. Um. Finally, choo choo, motherfucker. You're going to be getting around on a train. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. How do you so. feel? I feel fabulous. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like the mansion is large enough that maybe we have our own little railway system in the house. Love that. Um, that'll that'll just take you right out into the city if you need. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you need, if you need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're checking back in with our guests in like oh, like three to five years to make yeah. sure that okay. you know we have accurately predicted and so far it's about a hundred percent satisfaction guaranteed so because we haven't checked in with anyone yet so so yeah. far yeah. So, you know <laughs> i'm track. thrilled I'm, I'm just gonna sit here and wait for it all to happen yeah absolutely so are we i'll leave a cryptic message in my order to brandon for that jigsaw puzzle yeah um, <laughs> we'll get him check out this address it's being sent to uh, <laughs> um i'd love it i would personally love a break oh per well I, me 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 i i i would love a break all right so jacob yeah we're gonna take, take a, a break break yeah all right i like turning it over to our guests to host it <laughs> yeah, yeah go ahead and let's take a quick break <laughs> <laughs> what do you folks at home think we'll be right back <laughs> Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Shannon and I were just fangirling over Bo Burnham's new special inside. Um, Have you gotten your eyes on it yet, Jacob? So I, I did watch a few minutes of it. Um, I, I didn't lose interest or anything. I just, I, Flora takes my attention away from yes. most things. Um, I can't consume much media these days um, yeah. in general, That's but um, nice. I, I, I was laughing. Um, I, I have not seen any Bo Burnham before. Um, okay. I, I just haven't caught him. Yeah. Uh, my, my friend Alex started heavily recommending the special to me. And um, I was like, okay, okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. And I put it on. And um, I it was really good. But I was expecting, like, a little bit less of a bummer, you know? Oh, yes. yeah. Bo Burnham is full <laughs> bummer. Yes. Yes, bummer town does. baby especially if and, that's the first one you're watching of yeah his if too. you don't know what to expect 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. and it just it was kind of like an of course moment because like the, my friend alex is like the girl that like pinned me down on a friday night and was like oh we have to watch this movie and it was requiem for a dream jesus christ and and she was like bothering me about this bo burnham special like you never watch anything i tell you to watch I was like, okay i'll watch it i'll watch it i was like you know what alex this is why i never do it because everything <laughs> you recommend is requiem for a dream 
that was Alyssa anderson for me she made she made me watch Requiem for a dream on the piece of piano yeah. i was like i it's just yeah it's not my it's an important and, thing and, but yeah it's not my. I, we, and we, we we went over to her house we thought we were gonna have like a fun evening you know and <laughs> i remember toward the end of the movie and everyone's lives have completely spiraled and Jennifer Connelly has gone and done the thing to get the big bag of cocaine at the end and she's laying there and Alex's mother comes in and is just like glibly remarking at us like these teens who like to get high and she's like well look at her she's got her drugs and she looks happy yeah we get money. it yeah. yeah we get it thank you Sue <laughs> Sue. Um, Sue. Is there anything else that you've been either watching or reading or embarking on that you want to oh share? Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, lots of histories lately. Um, I've been reading a really good history of Cleopatra by Stacey Schiff. Hmm. Um, I've also been um going through this uh the romanovs by simon seabag montefiore i don't really know how to pronounce his name um but uh they're fascinating they they had so much money like even today we can't really wrap our minds around how much money they had back then um just like insane just rolling in money um and and so insulated from uh just the the destitute uh state of the rest of their country you know mm -hmm. um and uh it's it's a really fascinating tragedy it's the kind of thing like uh, i kind of wish like shakespeare had been around to like get his hands on like this story of like you know Tsarina alexandra and rasputin and uh, mm -hmm. the, the hemophilia and like just uh, there's it's it's fascinating um mm -hmm. yeah lots of good histories um one thing I've been very, very obsessed with uh, lately is just a small, uh, not new sketch from Saturday Night Live during Kristen Wiig called Liza Minnelli Tries to Turn Off a Lamp. <laughs> um, it is fabulous. Um, it's, it's, and I find it very relatable. Mm. Um, she just, she has this contraption in her home that she can't really understand. Um, she's really fun at, she's really spun out. It's hard for her to focus. And she's trying everything she can think of to turn off this lamp, which is includes like Fossey neck. And um, <laughs> it's not working. And she's, she's just like, I just gotta find the clicker, the dimmer that shuts this whole crazy contraption down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh that's and, really good <laughs> yeah i i stumbled across that and it, it spoke to me on this really profound level <laughs> We're, aren't we all just liza minnelli trying to turn off a lamp sure uh, fucking are yes sure fucking are uh my dad randomly like when he was in his early 20s living in la trying to be an actor he had this job delivering uh sort of like under the table and it was a lot of like celebrity clientele and he delivered Liza Minnelli's like dress uh. for like the Oscars or something. And the maid just like, it was when she was really like 
zonked out on like pills and stuff and yeah. so the maid just like let him in and she was like oh yeah she's taking a nap so just be quiet and he walked into the room where Liza Minnelli was like sleeping and like set down her dress and, like left. whoa I he he told me that story and I was just like what the fuck first of all that maid yeah. yeah really you're gonna let a stranger just like in there while she's sleeping that's fucked but also yeah. what a cool thing to say yeah, yeah like, like what a legendary story like right <laughs> he also yeah. delivered the divorce papers between i think it was uh sean penn and madonna oh wow yeah that's so. interesting yeah hidden figure in history right there <laughs> l michael wells now i know <laughs> one of my friends his brother is like madonna's child's principal now on the upper east <laughs> really principal or teacher like in the in the school system yeah so that's fun oh, different but similar yeah wow wow <laughs> wow 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 uh your your brain has not disappointed i'll no. tell you that much never has <laughs> never will <laughs> never has seven years in the making um <laughs> been a big fan of your brain yeah thank you you've been so open with us and let us just storm on in there so i know thank, you. <laughs> thank before, you for having me before we like got started um with this zoom session today shannon and i just kept being like he's so cool like we were like Aww. looking through your facebook and like <laughs> no. he's just so cool i've always felt like that about you so now you, you know you, no you 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 both of you <laughs> as well you you like, um <laughs> you 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 <laughs> me, me, me. I, I, yeah, I. <laughs> no um no i've both of you have been um you know in in the environment that we started out in as a year ahead of me you were definitely like you know, sort of role models, but also like friends. Um, you're both amazing professionals, amazing creative minds, and oh, amazing fuck. wits. Um, it's it's just really great to to still be able to share the connection. And I know it's, yeah. it's an honor to be invited. Oh, dude, it's such an honor to have you. <laughs> and like, like yeah. classic Thirty Rock style and classic Thirty Rock fashion. This episode has had the most callbacks that we could possibly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> everything we could have ever asked for really really a treat oh hey we don't want to keep you from that little puppy of yours a moment longer mm -hmm. oh my god it sounded like she was being so bad a minute ago i think oh your your listeners are probably going to hear her shrieking in the background <laughs> if not we'll edit it in oh yeah definitely, definitely. i'll send you some flora b-roll yes please do <laughs> yes. well thank you so much for sharing yeah. we'll talk to you soon Thank you to our guests for answering the question, what's been storming your brain? A big old thank you to our technical producer, Tim Fuchs, for our funky theme song with Chris Agar on bass and Louis Tanuzzi on trombone. Thank you to Ellie Stovall-Brown for our rock and cover art and to all you listeners for joining us this week. Be sure to tune in next time for a few more ha-has and a lot less wah-wahs. And follow us on Instagram at Brainstorming the Podcast. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the brain. brain.